Hey, yeah. <laughs> Eleven years, Sarah. Eleven years. Oh my God! Is everything okay? It's all off. <laughs> you and Paul? No, my bank. We're breaking up. <laughs> oh, Jane. There's plenty more fish in the CCPC money too. Breaking up with your bank? Quick, find another match with CCPC's free independent current account money tool. Find your new account now at ccpc.ie forward slash move. From the Competition and Consumer Protection Commission. Acast recommends podcasts we love. Hey my loves, I'm Kevin. And I'm PJ. And if you like comedy podcasts, you're going to love I'm Grandmam if I do say so myself. Is it kind of cringe saying that we're a comedy podcast? Babe, we have to sell ourselves on the ads. Actually, yeah. We're two besties who sit down every week to tackle a different theme over a cup of tea. We talk a lot about our experiences growing up as flaming homosexuals and we also talk loads about our mams because we're obsessed with them. We love our mammies. So pop the kettle on and listen to I'm Grandmam wherever you get your podcast name. Stunning. Acast is home to the world's best podcasts, including the Tommy, Hector and Loretta podcast and the one you're listening to right now. This is the Miracles Happen Fertility Podcast, episode 28. No mud, no lotus. Welcome to the Miracles Happen Fertility Podcast, where it's all about using the power of your mind to create hope, health, and miracles on your fertility journey. And now your host, a dash of science and a heap of spirit, Dr. Maria Rothenberger. Hey there, welcome to the Miracles Happen Fertility Podcast. If you have not been here before, my name is Maria Rothenberger. I am a fertility therapist and coach specializing in all things having to do with infertility and family building. Um, The counseling piece is about helping people heal from the damaging effects of infertility and coaching is around growing from said pain because dealing with struggles and building one's family is absolutely no joke. It is pretty painful. That said, all of my research and in working with many people shows that people can absolutely grow from and transform themselves and transcend infertility and fertility related struggles. Um, And actually, that's what today's episode is about. If you were wondering what the heck does no mud, no lotus mean? (laughs) It's actually from a book by a Buddhist monk by uh, the name of Thich Nhat Hanh. He wrote a book called um, No Mud, No Lotus. And it was about um, using, it's essentially using suffering or transforming suffering in the human condition. And I think it's such a powerful idea because it puts the control back in your hands as opposed to feeling like the world is just conspiring against you. (laughs) So we know how that can feel, right? But before we get into the topic of today, I just wanted to give you a heads up that there is a new freebie on my website if you have not um, headed over to drmariarothenberger.com yet. That's burger, like hamburger, B-U-R-G-E-R. Um, you will find a whole fertility meditation kit there for free on the website. You can either click the button at the top where it says free fertility medica- meditation kit here, or you can scroll down to the bottom and see what's in that package. Um, lots of good stuff in there. A couple, like two two free um 
meditations there. If you've gotten the one, I am a mom, that's still there um, with a little bit different background music. And then there's a new one there too called um, Loving Kindness. And there's a whole e-booklet there on the five reasons, top five reasons I've found why meditation is super friggin' important for your fertility. So check that out. It is absolutely free. Um, it is a sign up for my newsletter and I promise you I do not bombard with mails, mailings. Um, I send out, my goal is to send out once a month. It's been a little bit less than that, uh, but that will be coming up here shortly as I revamp some things. And actually all of this is um, coming into today's episode. I actually am inspired to do today's episode because I've been finding a little bit of struggle of late. I've been finding that I am crazy, crazy busy to the point that I don't want to be crazy, crazy busy. And so I've had a little bit of suffering around that, a little bit of like downtroddenness, a little bit of, um, you know, not certainly not depression or anxiety, but definitely some kind of poking in my direction from the universe, you know, like, hey, Maria, you got to make some changes here. And so that's kind of where today's episode was inspired from. And it totally applies to the fertility world, but certainly just life at large. No mud, no lotus. All right. So a little bit of background on why um, I love this topic. If you actually when you head over <laughs> to get your free fertility med meditation kit, you'll see my logo on my website. Um, I have never explained this before. And so I kind of want to explain where that, where that logo came from. The logo came from a, a combo of two of my favorite um, quotes slash ideas. And the first one is no mud, no lotus. And generally, I'm just going to hit that um, real quick. No mud, no lotus means that in order for the lotus flower to grow, literally in real life, the lotus needs mud to grow in. And so obviously, we're going to be talking about the analogy, why that's a great analogy for life um, in more detail. But that's uh, the main one of the main reasons why I chose the lotus flower as part of my logo. The other reason, if you look at the logo, if you, if you don't head over to the website, I'll just explain it. So... The logo is a lotus flower and it's sort of opening up and pointing toward a few stars. And the reason why I chose that is because a long time ago, um, many of you know, if you've listened to me before, that one of my favorite spiritual teachers is Wayne Dyer. And he said something in one of his talks, said uh, something to the point of, or to the effect of, um, even when you're in the gutter, you have the option of looking up at the stars. And that's a play on one of Oscar Wilde's quotes that says, we are all in the gutter, but some of us are looking up at the stars. And what that means is suffering is human. We, we all hang out in the gutter, man. We're all suffering at some point. The difference is that some of us are able to look at um, the possibilities, essentially, we're able to dream and potentially move toward that dream. And they they inherently mean, these two things inherently mean the same thing. No mud, no lotus, and um, looking up at the stars. And that's how my logo came to be. Um, long time ago, I had a professional blog called From Gutter to Stars with the same idea. So um, this is what no mud, no lotus 
means to me and gutter to stars. So when we have really, really difficult, painful experiences, and obviously those of you who are listening know exactly what I'm talking about, you have ultimate control over your reaction to these painful things. And it took me a long time to learn this because I just sat in the pain. In the beginning, it was definitely a lot of loathing, um, a lot of loathing for outside or external things and internal things and woe is me and self-pity. And I didn't really do anything with that pain Um, I didn't want to experience it. I was certainly attempting to run away from it at all costs. But there were a couple things in my life that I realized that were sort of inspiration to um, realizing that I had way more, A, ownership over what was happening to me, and B, uh, empowerment. I could do, I could choose a lot different than what I was choosing to do. And Um, Two of the things were the things that I just mentioned. One thing, the biggest thing probably was No Mud, No Lotus. I actually saw an infertility blog called No Mud, No Lotus. I don't know if it's still active or not, but um, that's the first time I actually contemplated that idea, No Mud, No Lotus. Now, I want to talk about a couple of different ways of seeing this um, idea no mud, no lotus. Because I was looking it up, doing some research for today's episode, and I saw a Huffington Post about it. And the author talks about um, the same idea, of course, no mud, no lotus. And they talk about the lotus pushing its way through the mud to the clearer surface. And um, it kind of like you know, forcing its growth, forcing its way out of the mud, like, I'm going to be better. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be. And that's absolutely fine and well. For the purposes of fertility, though, I want to put a little bit of a different spin on this. If you've listened to this podcast before, you know that I'm a huge proponent of ease, I'm a huge proponent of engaging that parasympathetic nervous system. The the nervous system, the part of you that says, chill the F out. (laughs) Chill. And so when we talk about pushing through the mud, pushing through the pain, I'm going to force my way out of this and see light. Um, That is not totally what we want to do when attempting to improve fertility. So how I talk about no mud, no lotus is in two ways. One, in order to be in the light, one has to experience dark. In order to be in light, we have to experience dark. In order for the lotus to grow, it has to experience the mud, be in the mud. And by that, I mean really experience the darkness. So that means using the darkness for growth, almost like using your pain as nourishment for growth. So stay with me for a second. I actually came across this book a few months ago by um, a comedian, Kyle Cease. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's called, I Hope I Screw This Up. 
<laughs> and of course, the title caught my eye. And um, I flipped through it. And there's there's just a passage in here that I want to read really quick because it really it really expresses what I mean by using the mud as nourishment for your growth. So this is what he says, quote, what experience taught me is that when we listen to accept and embrace our sadness or anger, frustration, boredom, etc., we learn more about who we truly are and the types of limiting beliefs we may be living under. That's a very important point, limiting beliefs. When I say accept and embrace, I don't mean just give up or sit in a bad mood, allowing your mind to convince you of how terrible the world is. I mean, totally change your perspective on your emotions and begin to appreciate and honor them as a guidance system that is leading you to a new, freer version of yourself. I mean, letting the shell of your mind fall apart as you just sit with every ounce of pain it throws at you, allowing yourself to fully experience every emotion that you feel is the gateway to actual transformation. There is no emotion, experience, or situation that is bigger than what you are. You are capable of growing beyond anything if you allow yourself to be with it. So I, I read this passage because um, it's true. A. Um, and B, I almost, I don't feel like I could say this more eloquently than that. This is a comedian. The rest of the book is actually hysterical. <laughs> that was um, a serious passage, but I really wanted to drive home this point that when you sit with the pain that you're experiencing, when you hang out in that mud, that is fuel for growth. So I'm encouraging you not to pull your way out of it. Pull, 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 ignore, move it out of the way. I'm going to force my way to growth and to light and to being. I'm encouraging you to see it for what it is. I'm encouraging you to look at the mud as your guide. I'm going to give you an an example here. Um, According to Brene Brown, who is... Um, a leading researcher on vulnerability. The biggest measure, one of the biggest measures of courage is the degree to which one is vulnerable. So here we go. I'm about to be vulnerable. A long time ago, before I started this podcast, I resisted. I didn't want to, and I wanted to. And I kept putting it off and I kept saying, I, you know, I don't know. It's it's too much work. I don't want to do it. I don't even know how to do it. But I knew that wasn't the case because when I want to do something, it freaking gets done. I'm like, type A, make a list, get stuff done, man. That's my style. So I knew something was going on here. So this is what I did. And these are the steps that I'll be um, talking with you about and how to use your pain and suffering for growth. What I did was I acknowledged what was happening and I owned what was happening. No, Maria, there's something else going on here. You know that you need to do this podcast because honestly, (laughs) my ultimate goal in life is to help as many people as possible. Um, That to me is enough. I just want to help a lot of people. 
And so I knew that to do a podcast and to do other things in terms of um, helping people has is like my only um, motivation to do what I do. Helping people is my motivation. And so I knew that podcast could reach a lot of people, but I didn't want to do it. So I acknowledged that something was going on and I sat with that for a little while and I got quiet and I really paid attention to what, what was going on. And then I did, as, as you know, I'm a giant proponent of meditation. I was doing meditation and a memory came up of a time when I experienced really, really deep embarrassment and shame and it's the reason why I was hemming and hawing with the podcast. And I knew that that was the reason. And um, I will tell you about it in a minute. I'm doing more hemming and hawing. <laughs> but once I realized that this was the source of what was going on, I was able to honor that. I was able to have some self-compassion around it. And then I was able to experience that and in an emotional way and let it go and then move on to start recording the damn podcast, which was so freeing. Here's what happened. Back in college, so I don't know if I've actually mentioned this. I probably have. Yes, I have mentioned this before that I'm a singer. I actually sang a song for you guys on a few a few podcasts ago. Um, and I was singing a song um, in college for my mom and the place was friggin' packed, right? So I get up on stage and my um, accompanist um, could not play the piano that night for whatever reason. So I had a new accompany accompanist and it was like, it threw me off. And I was already emotional because of this song. This is a very special song for my mom and I, and my mom's in the audience and she's looking all proud. So I start like belting this tune and it was horrendous. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even being modest here. It truly was. My voice was cracking everywhere. I had just been like crying. I was very emotional because of this song. And it was really, really terrible. I Like absolutely terrible. And the shame that I had from it, the embarrassment and the people after the concert saying, oh, you did okay, you did good. You did the best you could. I, we know, it's very emotional, it's good. You know, head to the, tilted to the side. Oh, it's okay. You know, that, you know, that sense of pity that you've had when people look at you, oh, you don't have any kids. Oh, you've been trying well. Oh yeah, that's tough. Hmm. Yeah. So moving on. It was that, it was that kind of sense of shame and embarrassment. And it, I knew it was because, and I, I knew the nerve was being touched when I was thinking about starting a podcast because I was going to be quote seen again, that my style, that my artistic form, that my opinions, that my thoughts about how the world works and how to move through fertility with grace and ease, uh, fertility struggles with grace and ease. I knew that those opinions were going to be out there and that was going to be seen. And I knew that any negative judgment was going to be hard. I knew that people would judge no matter what, 
because the more that you're seen, the more people judge for good or bad, right? And so that is the reason why I was triggered because I knew that I was going to be out there and be seen just like when I was standing all alone (laughs) on that stage, screwing up. And so I sat with that and I practiced really, really great self-compassion. And then I honored those feelings and that fear. And clearly I did the podcast anyway. And so here I am receiving lots of great, wonderful, positive feedback, knowing that the negative feedback is on its way. And maybe even neutral feedback, like meh, whatever. A couple one stars or two stars, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what ratings are out there just yet. So I, I know that there are a few out there. But I know that the negative stuff is coming. I got some negative feedback on another not on this podcast. I got a negative feedback somewhere else. And it's like, it sucks. It does not. Nobody's impervious to negative feedback. Um, it's just different now because I'm able to use that as fuel for growth. Okay. So this is what I'm suggesting for you. When you are sitting with really immeasurable pain, really, really immeasurable suffering. I'm encouraging you to resist the urge to run away from it, which is what we tend to do. And we tend to run away from it literally by running or doing things that are not healthy, you know, like eating too much, drinking too much, um, whatever, ignoring it in some way. And oftentimes when people tell me that they've, um, they can't handle meditation, It's usually because they are so damn anxious. Anxiety pops up like crazy. Thoughts go insane because they are so used to being busy, 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 busy that they don't have time to honor the anxiety, to honor the fear, to honor the pain. And so it it sits dormant until you do something like meditation where it's like, oh, finally, hi, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, deal with me. So what I'm encouraging you to do is just that. What I'm encouraging you to do is notice the mud. And you're going to acknowledge that mud. And you're going to say, ah, I see you. I see you. And just like in the book, I Hope I Screw This Up by Kyle Cease, he talks about honoring it. And you know, I've talked about this a lot before, that we're not talking about um, initially entirely transforming that emotion. You must, you must first honor it. You must first honor that it feels painful to see that pregnant woman walk by. You must first honor that you got that baby invite. I actually um, just read a post on um, an adoption Facebook group where um, someone's father-in-law passed away and um, left inheritance to all of the other biological grandchildren and left nothing to the adopted grandchild, which is incredibly painful. And so 
I'm encouraging you. I'm sitting with that pain right now. That was another sigh. Let me just sigh again. That was an example of feeling that pain and attempting to run away from it. But I came back. You could see I took another deep breath. And that's what I mean by this. That you acknowledge that this pain is happening and you sit with it and you honor it that way. So that's the first thing. Notice the mud. The second thing I want you to do is to get curious about it. Just like I did with the resistance to doing this podcast. Where is that coming from? Hmm. I wonder where that's coming from. Let me sit with this in this calm space and see what comes up. Get curious. What comes up? And for me, immediately, it was standing on stage singing this song to my mom. And that's when I knew, oh, shit. That's where this is coming from. Old wounds die hard, right? So you're going to get really curious about where that pain is coming from. This might be really, really obvious. It may not be a past memory, or it might, or it might. I'm going to suggest that a lot of our fertility pain does come from past experience, but that's a whole other episode. Okay, the next thing that you're going to do after acknowledging the pain and getting curious about it is to practice ultimate self-compassion. And if you want... um, if you need some help around that, there is a meditation in the fertility shop on uh, self-compassion, drmariarothenberger.com. So when you practice self-compassion, it's not, it's a little bit more than being just nice to yourself. You know, it's a little bit more than getting a mani-pedi. It's a little bit more than that. Those things are fantastic, by the way. Um, but it's more than that. You'll see an example of it actually, um, if you follow me on Instagram, recently I was sitting with a, um, a client and um, we were putting self-compassion into practice and spontaneously we wrote on ourselves um, really intentional, compassionate phrases. And the reason why we did this is because there's a whole bunch of science around this too. Um, and it's, it's beyond the scope of today's podcast, but um, the power of words is really um palpable. Um, so we were putting words on ourselves and actually I'm going to pull up my Instagram account here. Let me see what I wrote. What I wrote on my arm was, I love you. You are enough. You can do hard things and all is well. And that is a very compassionate practice. And you, I'm not saying you have to write on yourself. It's a very compassionate thing, but you don't have to do that. You can just say the words to yourself in your mind. You can write them on paper. You can put them on post-it notes and stick them up on your mirror where you see it every day. There are a bunch of practical things that you can do for self-compassion. But I encourage you to do that. That's the very, very next thing to do. The next thing would be to cry your freaking eyes out. (laughs) Feel that pain. Feel it. Feel the feels. Cry your eyes out, scream, rage, throw shit, write, run. It doesn't matter what you do. Get it out in some practical way. And you'll feel it's surprisingly, um, well, it's it's just interesting how much of a release you you feel when you do this. And you might feel quite tired um, or energized. Kind of depends on the person. Um, I feel, personally, I feel really tired after, um, 
experiencing all that. And it may be having, it may have something to do with like being an introvert or something. I don't know, but, um, emoting a lot feels exhaust, exhaustive to me. So, um, be prepared for something like that. After that, after you emote, you want to check in again. Okay. Where am I with this pain? Where am I with this suffering? And if it's still really potent, you want to repeat, get curious about the pain, practice that self-compassion, emote out and check in again. After you have released as much of that suffering as you can, that is when you move on. And when I released that suffering of that past experience of being seen, um, I was able to finally record my first podcast. And it doesn't mean that the pain isn't still there. It doesn't mean that the fear isn't still there. It just means I'm able to do it anyway. It just means that I choose to do it anyway. And that's the way to put it. This is choice. This is choice here. So you feel the fear and do the shit anyway. That is no mud, no lotus. All of that fear, all of that past experience I used to fuel my growth. I didn't sit in that mud and go, oh my God, no, I can't be seen. No, 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 no. Instead, I bloomed and I said, I'm going to be seen because I've experienced that mud and here I am still alive, still being human, still wanting to help people. And so record out comes the first podcast episode. I'm really curious about where your pain is. I'm really curious about where your suffering is. And I'm curious about how you might handle that mud, how you might be self-compassionate and curious about that pain and how might you bloom. Please send me a message and let me know how you might handle this. Again, you can reach me on my website or message me on Instagram, um, drmariarothenberger.com or Instagram, I believe, actually, let me see my handle on Instagram. That is uh, LPC, which means licensed professional counselor. All right. And so we come to the end of today's episode. Again, if you haven't picked up your free fertility meditation kit, I encourage you to do so. That's over on drmariarothenberger.com. Please feel free to send me any feedback, positive or negative, because I feel the fear and do it anyway. (laughs) And it helps me fine tune because that's what mud does. It helps you fine tune. It's a guide. That's what all suffering is about. It's a guide for you. Um, And if you would be so kind to head on over to whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on and rate it, rate the podcast, it really helps um, improve the ability for others to listen to it and um, get the great content and um, the usefulness that you get from this, hopefully. All right. I wish you so much wellness. I wish you so much um, growth. I do not wish you a whole host of suffering. However, I do wish you 
growth from that suffering. I do wish you the ability to feel the pain and notice how it is guiding you to your growth as a beautiful lotus flower or a fluffy unicorn or something. I don't know. Whatever it is you want to be. (laughs) May you be well. May you be happy. And may you know that your miracle is on its way to you. Until next time, be well. (laughs) 